Good, the Bad, the Ugly, second week edition. I'm going to move a little quickly. The uh, Montreal Impact are playing right now and I'm missing the game, so that's unacceptable. Into the good. The Habs, the whole team. I, I'm just going to say the whole team, unless otherwise indicated in the bad or ugly. Uh, there were a couple of players that still underperformed, in my opinion. However, just the whole team as a whole has been unreal in the start of the season. Now, I think all Hab fans will agree that this feels a little bit like last year. And so, you know, I'm glad it does. It doesn't necessarily mean we're the best team in hockey. But uh, as all Hab Nation would agree, we'd rather be winning games than losing them. So, you know, we got to give kudos. The Habs are in first. They're playing like a first place team. They look dangerous. Carry Price is back. And I think we look pretty formidable. And speaking of Carry Price is back, that's good news. So that goes in the good. Off the IR. Back in nets. Uh, great news. Uh, he ended up being a lot sicker than we thought. He and he lost nine pounds due to the virus that he had. Uh, that's quite something. Anyways, he's back, so no problems there. Uh, Lykanen, I'm mentioning because uh, I'm actually pretty impressed with his game. Uh, I think he's going to stay with the team. I think uh, I think we're lucky to have him. If he keeps playing this kind of hockey, he's going to be an interesting player for the Montreal Canadiens for many, many, many years to come. Uh, I find he makes great decisions out there. Uh, he works hard, and uh, he's a bit of a puck magnet. Uh, he, he gets the puck, makes it cough out. Uh, I like it a lot. Michel Therrien. I know. Uh, not, not, I'm not the biggest fan of Michel, but... Uh, when you're constantly winning and you're doing so in absolutely no controversies and your name's Michel Therrien, you belong in the good. And uh, keep going. The opening ceremony was, uh, as always, good. However, you know, there were some bad about the opening ceremony. Uh, the good, though, was the uh, Jacques Demers part. Always, uh, you know, it's good to see Jacques. He uh, looked great. Uh, you know, he passed the torch to Max Pacioretty, and Max Pacioretty showed a lot of emotion. I, I definitely enjoyed that part of the, the opening ceremony. Now, unfortunately, an update on Jacques Demers. He was re-hospitalized a couple of days after the game. And uh, I hear he's doing pretty good, but uh, that's really unfortunate. Um, so I really enjoyed that part of the opening ceremony. However... Uh, I will say this, uh, this this belongs in the bad, but we're on it now. I found the rest of it was flatter than past years. The whole uh, introduction of the players and they came out. I just felt it was lacking in, I don't know, it just didn't have that wow factor this year. Uh, so I'll put that in the bad. It, it was the least impressive I've seen in a few years. Uh, and Hopping back to the good, I would be remiss not to mention... Uh, the explosion of Max Pacioretty. Uh, the last two games, he's in particular, he's been a captain, a leader, uh, single-handedly winning games for us. Uh, so great to see Max back. Uh, great, because uh, we've covered his struggles at the beginning of this year uh, a little overextensively. And uh, finally, last but not least, uh, we beat the Bruins on the road in uh, the Old Gardens. And uh, that's always in the good. Always in the good. Bravo. 
Moving into the bad, uh, we already covered the opening ceremony, how it was flat. Uh, but in the same vein again, the ambiance at the Bell Centre this year is uh, a little off. Uh, so much so that I've noticed it. Uh, in particular, the first game, uh, the home opener, where you'd think uh, where we manhandled the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, pretty much took care of them. And, uh, you know, the third period, you could hear a pin drop. Uh, not a lot of chanting. I, there was a struggled ole ole at the end, so struggled that I had to crank the volume up to hear it. Uh, and I still question if I heard that. But uh, I'm wondering what's going on with the ambiance at uh, the Bell Center. The second game was better. I'll say that. Uh, the second game was better. I'll even say the couple of empty seats at the bottom. Uh, so kind of weird. Uh, kind of weird. I'll just put that out there. Uh, as well, belonging in the bad, uh, we got to see the Penguins, and uh, they belong in the bad. Boy, talk about a team that's uh, lost or not ready or just not looking like, quite frankly, the Stanley Cup champions. Now, I mentioned in the NHL preview show that I tend to be a little lower on the Stanley Cup contenders on the next year because I finally come out of the gate a little slow. Now, of course, you know, you could definitely accuse Pittsburgh of that. Uh, however, you know, Crosby is injured. You can't, you know, they, they don't have their best player and Crosby is the best player in the world and it's obviously hurting them. And I'd like to also say that Kessel, personally, there were a few times in the game. I mean, sure, he gets his chances, but defensively, I mean, he is just such a liability. He just doesn't care. There was a direct goal where he basically skated out of the zone. He was still on the offensive, and we had possession of the puck, and we moved in and scored, and he was out of the play. And I can easily see why uh, teams pass on this player. And uh, last but not least, I'm going to put him in here, uh, even though I find he's playing better, Thomas Plekanec. I, I just feel that... His wingers are kind of carrying him right now. Uh, they're producing a lot of the chances, and he still quite hasn't shown up. Uh, you know, maybe I'm being hard on him or over nitpicky, I don't know. But uh, sure, sometimes he, he shows up a couple of times in the game there, but usually it's Radulov and Lykanen producing for that line. Uh, chances and points, even though he is getting points. Um, you know, he's got to do better. He's got to do better. Moving into the ugly, and uh, we're going to talk about Nathan Bullia in the last game. And I was very disappointed in Nathan Bullia. Uh, we were beating Boston at the time uh, 4-2, and there was two minutes left in the game. And Boston had pulled their goalie. We had the puck in the offensive zone. Lykanen had two glorious chances in the empty net which was really unfortunate. You always like to see the rookies score. Um, however, he, he missed his chances. However, to his credit, he then got the puck back in the offensive zone, and I was quite sure he was going to turn around and try to take a shot because the net's empty. And to his credit, though, he didn't. He actually passed it to Weber, who was uh, back on the defensive blue line, uh, to kill time. And so I, I point that out as a salute to Lykanen because uh, for a rookie to do that on an empty netter, you know, respect. And Weber gets the puck and he passes it over to Nathan Bolia, who's at the, the center line. And Nathan Bolia 
takes a shot on the net. And the Boston player who's covering him takes the chance, well, takes the chance, sort of knew he was going to shoot on that, blocks the shot. I think we all know what happens after that. Now, Nathan Beaulieu, the right play would have been to dump the puck into the corner, if I may say, Ella Lykanen. But he didn't. Uh, he got greedy. He saw the empty net. He wasn't going to be uh, nicing. So he took a shot on that, went right off the pads of the Boston Bruin player, went behind Beaulieu. It was a rush the other way. And the Montreal Canadiens took a penalty. And we had to white knuckle the last two minutes on a six on four. Thanks to Nathan Beaulieu. And that belongs in the ugly. You know, uh, I'm sorry. I know Nathan Beaulieu is young, but uh, he's not that young. He's been playing enough hockey not to make that mistake. And not only that, when you have Lykanen making the non-selfish play right before, it kind of makes your play stand out even more. Now, obviously, Beaulieu is much more of a veteran than Lykanen. So I think its ugliness stands out even more. It's very disappointed in Beaulieu when he tried that. You know, uh, I think Max Pacioretty's, you know, should be paying attention here because he has a bit of that when the net's empty, where he does everything in his power to try to score, and sometimes it leads to rushes the other way. And it's 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 always ugly. As a fan, it drives me crazy. You know, the greed of trying to score goals on an empty net. It's, it's about winning the game. If you have the shot and you're not offside and it's not going to be a nice thing, go for it. And it's not going to be blocked or cause you any trouble. But do the right hockey play. This is the end of the game. We can't mess around. But Nathan Bullia did. And it almost cost us the game. You know, Boston was buzzing for those last two minutes and it, they could have easily popped two quick ones in. And, you know, we would be speaking a much different story right now. And... Honestly, I think for that, I hope, I kind of hope Michelle Terrier benches him next game. Just to show that, you know, just because you're a bit of a veteran, you need to play proper hockey. You know, that's a peewee mistake. So, Nathan Beaulieu and his chance on that belong in the ugly. It's unfortunate, but it's true. Anyways, we'll, we'll end the podcast this week. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening, and I uh, hope everyone's staying warm. Hope the Habs keep winning, and I hope Carey Price gets uh, better and better and better. And we'll see what happens in his case. Uh, as far as the contract goes, we should probably start hearing things this year. You'll definitely be hearing the updates from me on his contract situation, on any rumors, really. Um, it'll be of great... Uh, care for the Montreal Canadian fan base to know what was going on with Carey Price and the future of this franchise. So on that note, I wish you all a great week. This was the Angry Habs Fan Podcast Show. Take care, everyone.